0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week?
1: Tom, I'm feeling a little run down.
0: Yeah, what about, what, what, how so?
1: I think, uh, you know life in this world has gotten the better of me yeah but don't worry old timmy will live to fight another day
0: (laughs) next week's gonna be an in memoriam episode (laughs) timmy timmy did not live to fight another day very funny tom no i
1: I was just gonna let that that hilarious joke you made about my death hang in potential
0: death tim who knows he may never die
1: how you doing this week, Tom? Uh,
0: I'm also... I'm in like a similar boat. Uh, I am very sore. This is
1: crazy, because honestly, I would think you and I are two of the healthiest <laughs> people on earth, most active, in great shape, Well, uh, mental acuity all there. Well,
0: that's true. I'll tell you this. I have actually... I probably should... I'm going to get dragged for this, uh, but... The past two days, I've been trying a keto diet, Mm. but
1: most that is that's high fat, no carbs. Yeah, and like moderate protein. Yeah, what's the difference between that and Atkins?
0: Atkins is high protein. Okay. And this is high fat, like moderate protein. Like don't go nuts on protein. Right.
1: Um, (laughs) Well, uh, so stay away from the nuts. Because they're full of protein. Except some nuts.
0: Some nuts have
1: a lot of fat,
0: like macadamia nuts.
1: Hmm. Um, But. Now, this must be costing you a fortune.
0: (laughs) Well, I haven't bought any macadamia nuts yet. I'll tell you that much. Um, But I'm not being super strict with it yet. Mostly what I'm doing at this point is just not eating bread. Because. And people have been writing into us for years, (laughs) like doctors and stuff, talking about my eating. And saying, like, no, you have all the symptoms of, like, somebody who's allergic to gluten or allergic <laughs> to wheat. Like, I really think you have celiac disease. You should, like, go see an allergist or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. So- you ignore that trash. You we, They come into... A shared email folder that we have, yeah. Tom, mm-hmm. and you always try to delete them before I can see them because you're afraid I'll be worried about you,
0: right? And I'm and I'm adamant that, uh, or at least I was adamant for a long time, that just uh, the silver supplements were all I needed. Just uh, intaking a lot of silver uh, that that right. that uh, that will cure most diseases and uh, put me in tip top shape but i am reluctantly trying uh this uh to see if i not to lose weight uh just to see if it makes me feel better
1: right and it from the sound of it it, it is it not working um, it's not not working. I mean, again, it's ex- extremely
0: early days. I did not have to take a nap after lunch today because I didn't eat any bread for lunch, though. So there's that. It Wait,
1: is. you're still on the nap every day schedule?
0: Yeah. And it's mostly just because I eat a lot of bread at lunch and then I feel horrible. I either feel horrible and or extremely tired after that.
1: Take me through your day, Tom. <laughs> so what time do you wake up in the morning?
0: I usually wake up at 8 a.m.
1: Okay. Then you're doing some work. Then you have uh, breakfast, presumably.
0: Oh, no. I don't do any work then, Tim. I, uh, that's uh, lounging time.
1: <laughs> Look. Tom, I fully believe, and I've been doing this. Uh, actually, I s- kind of stopped doing it this week, and I think it's why I feel, like, run down and oh, a little... Uh, Tim,
0: don't say something perverted on here. Nobody wants no. to hear what you're doing first thing in the morning if it's
1: gross. Tom, your mind goes to places sometimes, and the fact that, that you're anticipating where a place... where where Well, uh, it's just uh, I know
0: you, and that's, you know... What I assume might be, happening.
1: I think it's nice, especially now that none of us have commutes at least temporarily. It's nice to oh, wake up go. in the morning and just <laughs> chill, just like sit, yeah, look out the dang window, and I'm always afraid the, that my hey, wife's put gonna the walk TV in on no, no, I'm always afraid that my wife's gonna walk in, and I'll just be it'll be like. 7 15 a.m. and i'm sitting on the couch just looking out the window but that's better than looking at a dang screen
0: yeah and that that's what you'll scream at her as she uh, is calling up uh you know the the hospital to take you away
1: she's gonna be calling up the hospital to take me away because i'm looking out the window
0: yeah old timmy's Tom, fin- <laughs>
1: what kind of society do we live in <laughs> yeah, old
0: timmy's finally snapped and uh, i'm worried I think he's looking outside trying to uh, uh, sort out, you know, what horrible thing he's going to do to who first.
1: What's your normal bread heavy lunch?
0: A sandwich.
1: What kind of bread? Uh,
0: Not like usually as grainy as I can stand.
1: (laughs) What does that mean?
0: (laughs) I mean, not as I can stand. I guess as grainy as I can get my grubby little hands on.
1: It's not on like a full
0: size baguette. No. Although occasionally I do get you know the the supermarket near me, the prepackaged sandwiches they have. Mm-hmm. If I get one of those, it's delicious, but it's on like a hero, and that, ooh boy, that's gonna put me out for a while if I have that.
1: Okay, so your post lunch nap begins mm-hmm. around what time?
0: Usually 2 or 3 o'clock is when I can no longer keep my eyes open.
1: And, and how long First of all, the fact that you ever thought this was a healthy lifestyle that you've been up for like 7 hours and you can't keep your eyes open. They do um, it
0: in in Mexico, Tim, siestas.
1: Okay, um and how long do you generally nap for?
0: 4 or 5 hours no seriously uh an hour i try to, I, I try and keep it to an hour sometimes it's less than that like if i fall asleep and i wake up and i feel
1: okay then i get up uh, what's the longest it is
0: three hours if i've had a lot
1: of bread <laughs> 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 all right so if you've gone to the supermarket next door you got a hero and you're, t- you're, yeah. you're
0: out till 6 p.m <laughs> yeah and i'm telling you that that's not good I'm not seeing. I'm not sitting here telling you like, yeah, I have a nice hero, and then I take a a big three hour nap. I don't like that. It's not good. It's not good for my lifestyle or anything like that. So that's why I I I'm trying not to eat bread anymore.
1: All right, and then what time do you normally go to sleep at night?
0: Midnight, the wi- the witching hour.
1: So you're taking a one to three hour nap. And you wake up at eight a.m. You sleep from midnight to eight a.m. Yeah, so you're getting nine hours of sleep. Nine and eleven hours of sleep a day. Yeah. Well,
0: I don't take a nap every day.
1: You should be a lot more spry, Tom. I'm pretty
0: spry, Tom. You haven't seen me. I I skip everywhere now. You have. You have dark circles under your eyes. (laughs) Those are cosmetic, Tim. I've told you. I'm. Uh, due to the pandemic, Tim, I'm getting really into goth culture.
1: Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So you've been on the, the keto diet for two days? Yes. No naps. Hey, my nephew. <laughs> I took a, just, I took a my... nap
0: today. I took a little nap. A cat uh.
1: nap. I was gonna say my three-year-old nephew just got off naps. I thought that could be something. <laughs> if you guys ever hung out, this is something you could talk about. But, oh, is he
0: uh, is he on
1: keto now? Is that four, yeah? They put him did... on keto. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I disagree with it. L- unlike you, they are doing it so he'll lose weight, and I just think that's a that's a it's a bad precedent to set for a child. Tom. We're gathered here this week to talk about a great man, a wonderful man, a generous man, a kind man, a cool man, mm. the the coolest man. Tim,
0: you're making me blush.
1: No, no, not you, Tom. The magician and uh, endurance performer.
0: Yeah, endurance performer, I would say.
1: Uh, David Blaine. Yes. Uh, uh, How old do you think David Blaine is? Uh,
0: I think he is 47. He is
1: 47.
0: (laughs) Okay, then I was right.
1: Yeah, no, I just, you know what? Like, I feel like, like, do you know how old Drew Barrymore is? 50? She's 45. Really? She's like just a little older than us
0: yeah i mean that's what's crazy i was thinking i did not know she's i mean it makes sense like i've seen you know a a recent picture of her and yeah that checks out um but the david blaine thing surprised me just because when i saw that i was like oh he's eight years older than me nine years older than you But then I thought about, well, when he became a guy that people knew, though, we were teenagers. So when you're a teenager and somebody's 26, they're an adult. They're like a regular person. When I was 26, I was not an adult. I was not a regular person.
1: Yeah. Even when you're like, you know. 18 Mm -hmm. and and it's like a 26 year old there's no difference between a 26 year old and a 54 year old
0: (laughs) right you're both competent adults who are world weary you know everything uh certainly when when david blaine first started doing stuff i did not think to myself you know what if i concentrated eight years from now i could be where he was
1: but i probably could have been no there's no way you have to be a maniac to <laughs> If I was a to, well
0: I'm saying if I was a maniac if I did the same training that he did.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um yeah, Tom, we've done an episode on David Blaine before. Before mm-hmm. we get so many letters, right. so many emails. People write write us letters when they're unhappy with- Yeah, uh, you've
0: already done David Blaine, and Tom sounds like he has a dangerous food allergy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see the switchboard lighting up right now, Tom. Um, th- Tom, this week we're going to focus on his stunts, his endurance stunts. I mean, I'm
0: pretty sure that's what we talked about last time. I don't know what else we would have talked about. His, his personality- magic.
1: Yeah, he's magic. I guess a little bit. Here's here's my, uh, this is, I think, where you and I differ on David Blaine. Mm -hmm. I'm not really, I don't really care about the stunts. I don't, I'm not that, uh, the stunts are boring to me. I want to see him do card tricks. I want to see him do levitation. I want to do, I want to see him fake some stuff.
0: No, because I like both. I appreciate how good of a magician he is. How good of a, a especially a close-up magician. I think he's uh, probably. You think he's better than Penn and Teller at close-up um, magic?
1: Oh, I don't know. He's probably not better than Teller.
0: Yeah, but he is very good. He's up there. He's, he's probably
1: better than Penn.
0: Yeah, he's he's probably one of the top five or ten close-up magicians in the world.
1: I don't think you're qualified to make that judgment.
0: Well, look, if there were Tom, better name, ones, then name. I would know them.
1: No, he just he's on TV, and he hangs out with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's yeah, why I know him. Yeah, he hangs out with
0: Leonardo DiCaprio because Leonardo DiCaprio knows he's one of the top five or ten close-up magicians in the world. Leonardo, yeah. You think Leonardo DiCaprio's going to hang out with the 27th best uh,
1: close-up magician in the world? No. Invite him into his vaunted pee posse?
0: That sounds worse, Tim, when you say it that I way. I know,
1: I know. <laughs> uh I don't think he was
0: a part of that, was he? Oh, he was. Oh, oh he okay. absolutely was. All I know is that the guy who played Lex Luthor on Smallville was a part of it. And that, you know, th- th- kind of threw me, where I was like, who was in this? But um, it kind of makes sense that he wasn't walking around with a bunch of uh uh people at his caliber he wasn't you know like hey, george clooney you're a part of this it's like no i'm gonna get some guys who are you know a a step or two below leonardo DiCaprio's level of fame
1: tom david blaine Mm -hmm. toby mcguire
0: yeah toby mcguire is the outlier there toby mcguire though i I see is like uh his left hand man he's a step down
1: he's a step down
0: but he's a step up from the the other guys. But I see him as like ah, Toby's my right hand guy.
1: Harmony Corrine, who Harmony Corrine, should... what's that?
0: I think I think his last name is pronounced Corinne.
1: Tom, the day that you start uh, correcting people on pronunciations, come on.
0: Yeah, today's that day. I've started.
1: Kevin Connolly, E from uh, Entourage. (laughs) All right. J.R. Ferguson, who I do not know. Oh, he was once a child actor who appeared on Evening Shade. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, Oh, he's on Mad Men too, I guess. Lucas Haas.
0: Yeah, I remember. He was like a child actor and, and current actor.
1: Yeah, I, it also seems like he he, you know, not only were they like a step down from him, they he got people that were kind of weird looking too. Yeah, and like Leo, he's he's handsome, right?
0: Yeah, he's not necessarily a. Uh, he's traditionally boyishly handsome.
1: Yeah, but He's then not, he kinda turned co- into like low level you know post high school weed dealer <laughs> handsome. scummy for a little while, right? Like uh <laughs> like a little high, ratty beard.
0: Post high school weed dealer handsome. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know that that old trope. <laughs> so anyway, uh David Blaine, uh yeah, so I think uh yeah. He I think you know him. Because he's good at what he does, but he also has a good publicist, and he's part of that posse, that everybody, the beloved posse.
0: Yeah. Um, so why, why don't we talk about the, the most recent uh, stunt he's done? To, yeah, to this is why we're off. talking about his stunts, because it's
1: right. newsworthy, and we were primarily a news program. Yeah,
0: and we didn't want to cover this news before it happened, because what if things went tragically wrong?
1: Right. Okay, David Blaine Ascension. And uh, from where we're sitting, this just happened yesterday? Was that yesterday? <laughs> Who knows? Time means nothing. It might have been six yes, weeks ago. Yes, it again. was
0: yesterday.
1: Um, it involved Blaine floating while holding onto a cluster of 52 helium-filled balloons using a harness. The stunt took place on the morning of September 2nd, 2020. Yep, that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, in Page, Arizona, streamed live on YouTube as a YouTube original program. Uh, he got to an altitude of 24,900 feet above sea level. Um, and then he let go of the balloons and parachuted down towards a flat r- ravine uh, close to the initially planned landing zone. Uh, and he pulled it off. Okay.
0: Well, and he also had to put the parachute on.
1: Yeah, so explain explain what you watched yesterday, Tom. And you and I were watching together. I jumped off before the end. I got I got frankly I found it to be kind of boring.
0: Well, you're a dull man if you find that so boring. So
1: explain explain in your kind You're of... a dull
0: man if you didn't watch the whole thing just in case you get to see a man die.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the other thing. Is that what we're in this for?
0: I'm not No, I do not want to see it, but there's a thrill knowing that that's a possibility.
1: That's a Penn and Teller thing, Tom, that they say if a magician or uh, artist, uh, performance artist, uh, endurance, if they're actually putting themselves in real harm's way in Mm -hmm. front of an audience, that's actually unethical. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a bunch of people there watching you actually die... Right. That will be a traumatic experience oh, for those absolutely. people, and that wasn't an ethical thing to do to those people. I, I you owe it to your audience not to die, I, and I'm not sure if that counts for like Tiny Tim, who uh, <laughs> dropped dead during a concert. Tim, I don't know if they Tim, think he's did you unethical. Do, do
0: this episode just to call Tiny Tim unethical for dying during a performance?
1: No, I don't. I I say that that's not what this means. It means like. If that's part of your act. Yeah. Well, and I think um,
0: David Blaine, and he's pretty upfront about this stuff, that he is doing everything not everything. I mean, he could just not do these things, but he's taking every precaution. And that right. every every scenario you know, every scenario's tried to be imagined that if if during pretty much any of actually no yeah during any of his stunts um if he's in trouble there's a way for him to dump out of it
1: essentially
0: to to either get help take
1: the coward's way out
0: <laughs> no the coward's way out is committing suicide he doesn't do that is that what you're talking about
1: no it's don't say that, Tom. Well, that's what they call it. I'm not
0: saying that that I think that way, but when you say taking the coward's way out, that's what that means. Taking the coward's way out doesn't mean radioing somebody and going, hey, get me out of this thing. You're just always down. so quick to call uh, greater men than yourself cowards.
1: Who else? Astronauts. They're not cowards. They're just not that great. <laughs> so uh,
0: uh, he was originally going to do this in New York City, which would have been nuts.
1: Which I think is a lie. I think that was to drum up publicity.
0: Possibly, except he was going to do it two days before it actually happened in New York City. And I think if it was to drum up publicity, they would have kept the date the same.
1: But here's my counter, because if they were like, oh, it's not, because the, their thing was, oh, the weather patterns in New York City are going to be inconvenient, or right. it, will, it will make this impossible. And they
0: were, in fairness. What do you mean? During the, on August 30th, September 1st, and September 2nd, we did not have perfect weather here. The weather was all over the place. We had rain and
1: wind. It was a beautiful day yesterday morning.
0: In the morning, but not in the afternoon. But when he was doing it. Yeah, but I think, again, what I'm to saying, go back What I'm to,
1: saying is... To go back was, to being
0: safe, he was like, no, there can't be a possibility of me getting hit by lightning.
1: Right. Although, one of his other tricks was essentially him getting hit by lightning. But
0: in that case, he knew it was going to happen. So it's, he took different precautions.
1: Right. Okay, so... Sorry, you were explaining exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, he was going to do it over New York. Uh, like a day or two before that was supposed to happen, they said, We, we can't do it in New York. The weather's not cooperating. We're going to do it in Arizona, which makes sense because, yeah, you can go in the middle of the desert and there's uh, no wind, no uh, rain, or anything like that. It's hot. Which presents other issues, but not nearly the issues wind would cause. The balloons were heating up, Tom. The balloons were heating up. That's why they had to get going at at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the idea was that there would be a bunch of weather balloons filled with helium. And he would... I was a little I, – I wasn't crazy about the whole, like, he's holding on to them because he wasn't holding on to him. It was just that he was harnessed in a way that his arm was stuck in the harness, essentially, uh, so it looked like he was holding on to them, uh, which he did take off later on so he could you know do what he needed to do. But the idea was that he would go up in helium balloons, which, you know, a, a child's dream, what if I got enough balloons – to actually lift me off the ground gonzo style right and he did it and then to add uh more excitement to it that once he got to a certain height he would have to put a parachute on in the air he couldn't put the parachute on before he went up i don't know why (laughs) Uh, And then at a certain height, at the height uh, that uh, I I believe they didn't specify exactly what, but they said the height that jets fly at would be when he would let go and parachute down. Not let go, obviously, just release himself, Uh, which presents a huge amount of other issues, because once you get to a few thousand feet, it starts getting very cold and there's uh, very little oxygen up there. So he had to endure those things. So for him, he said this kind of combined a lot of the other stunts he's done because he had very little oxygen. So he needed to be able to stay conscious while he was doing this. Uh, he had to sustain extremely cold temperatures, which he's done before. Uh, he had to you know, not have a giant fear of heights, which he's done before. And then he's had to fall from a great height, although this was the greatest height that I believe uh, he's fallen from. Yeah. In any kind he's of... He's probably a...
1: skydived from higher, but that's yeah. difference.
0: Well, and that was part of it, that to do all this stuff, it was, I, I think, more preparation than he's ever had to do because he had to complete 500 skydives to get his skydive certification, his solo certification or whatever it is. Um he had to get a balloonist license to be able to fly a balloon
1: honestly how hard is that you never go like oh man the the real heroes are the hot air balloon operators <laughs> <laughs> that, that must be uh, thousands of hours of training well, like i understand that that's another thing he had to do but like it's not like oh he had to you know log 50,000 hours uh flying a plane to get his pilot's license or something
0: i'm not sure because You know what? Now that you mention it, in like the whole training montage, they didn't necessarily show a lot of him uh, balloon training. It's a Saturday
1: morning. You go there. (laughs) It's three hours. It's It's one of those trainings that like you log in online and uh, (laughs) you watch a few videos, click through stuff. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he. uh, But I he had to get whatever kind of certification you need to fly experimental aircrafts, which I imagine takes a little bit. They didn't talk Sounds about it. Sounds very cool. They didn't talk about it, but I he seems like the kind of guy too that may have like already had a pilot's license. And this was just yeah. like additional training for that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um so that was the the major training that he had to do. This the skydiving and the ballooning training. And then the other training he had to, you know, call on.
1: Tom, and I, I want to preface this Saying, uh, I think this was a very difficult thing that he did, and uh, I was—we uh, were talking throughout it, and I was just like, "I could do this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it as well as he did it, but I think if my life <laughs> depended on it, I could do it."
0: Tim, I think you would have passed out approximately a half hour before you would have had to do it. All right,
1: here's my I question: went, though, I went because in this a
0: was cryo chamber with you. And I'm not I'm not trying to shit on you because I was in the same boat, but we both almost had panic attacks before going in a cryo chamber for three minutes. I do not see you holding on to a balloon going twenty five thousand feet in the air and then parachuting down.
1: Right. That's true. But if my life depended on it, I think I could I could have pulled this off. Yeah, I think if I had to do it, I don't think I would have died.
0: I think anyone, if their life depended on it, could have done it.
1: Yeah, but if they were like, you have to do this, or the or, uh, slug to the head, right? I'd be <laughs> like, all right, give it a shot. And I think today we'd still be having this conversation.
0: Man, I, I don't know. You would have gotten hypoxia going up that. Would you have had the oxygen tank?
1: He had an oxygen tank. Yeah,
0: that was one of the weird things about it, that he had an oxygen tank, and they kept telling him to put it on, and he's like, no. <laughs> he refused well, to, and then he kept telling them, like, I've held my breath for 14 minutes, and it's like, obviously these other people know this.
1: <laughs> but yes. I guess
0: they're also kind of covering, not even covering their ass. Like, they don't want him to die, and I think that they're basically like, look, you're going to not have oxygen for another minute or two, Great. Nobody really cares about that aspect of the of the and stunt I think you're that, doing.
1: That's my main issue here is that everything did seem kind of arbitrary, and also like like in the past, mm-hmm. and we might not actually get to talking about these stunts. We'll I probably know. Run Should we just time.
0: start a magic podcast, a magic and <laughs> physical stunts podcast?
1: But at the at the you know in the beginning, the the stunts were all very clear cut. It's like, I'm going yeah. to be buried alive for this amount of time. Right. I'm going to be in ice for this amount of time. I'm going to stand on a platform for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. This was I'm going well, to plat- ap- I think the platform on. is Though We'll we- talk about that. We'll talk mm. about that. What?
0: I was going to say I think that's where complicating the, the stunts got started because he jumped yeah. off at the end.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this was I'm going to appear as if I am floating away by holding balloons, mm-hmm. and then at some point, I am going to let go of the balloons or appear to let go of the balloons mm-hmm. and parachute down to earth right and here are the arbitrary rules. I'm not going to be wearing a parachute when I take <laughs> off yeah, but I will put one on. I will not have an oxygen tank until I get to a certain point where we've determined that That I I should have an oxygen tank. I'm not going to let go until I reach this arbitrary point that we're not even, we're going to actually be fuzzy on because for good reason, you're not going to. Yeah. At that point, it's less kind of showbiz to me and more about like weird, uh, uh, an accomplishment uh with a bunch of weird arbitrary constraints put on it right yeah. like for example this came with a whole uh run up of of uh very slickly produced um uh video yeah. uh, montages of him training yeah. um him all stuns. the experts and it's all very fascinating from a kind of logistics and kind of scientific point of view but if they're gonna show you all that then why are they doing so much to be like and it will appear like i'm just floating into into air right like Mm -hmm. um they had they had to have with good reason uh a a uh, control module in there in within the balloons. Yeah, where it had an oxygen tank. It held his uh, his his parachute that he was going to put on. Mm-hmm. It had a number of uh, thing devices to measure certain yeah, things. Yeah, right? they
0: they were able to remotely pop individual balloons if they needed to to right, if but he was they, going up too fast or, or or if he passed out and they needed to bring him down.
1: Yeah, and they they made they made what they call and I forget what they called it, but it was like a, a control module, a control center there because mm. it had to technically be an aircraft. an aircraft, yeah, right. And they're like, and of course we're going to have to cover it so it looks like a balloon. Uh, oh, because yeah, we, I and did, they did say I that. noticed that thing, and, but like they they said this in yeah. in part of the the special, like mm. running up to it. They were like and we don't want it to look like this, so we're going to we're gonna hide it and make it look like a balloon. Mm-hmm. But if they're telling us, the audience, that that's what they're doing, then why are they doing that? Like, who is the appearance for? Where it's like, when they say it will appear like there isn't a control module there, it will appear like he's holding on to the balloons, but if we, the audience, if everybody in the audience knows that that's all not the case... Then why bother doing it at all? And it's like the difference between, like, why are they showing us behind the scenes if if the goal is to make it look a certain way?
0: Well, I think not everybody watching it knows that. For example, I didn't realize that. Like, I watched the whole thing, and I noticed when he took the oxygen, I was looking for an oxygen tank, and I noticed, like, now, oh, see, there's... Now, Tom, in-
1: if I were you, I would I would interrupt you and say, it's not oscogen, it's oxygen.
0: <laughs> right. But luckily you're not me. You're yeah, a, a, better a man. polite, nice man. Yeah. Um, who just uh, accuses heroes of being cowards uh, in a very cavalier manner uh, quite often, to be honest. he I think that most people, 95% of people, saw probably a 3 minute montage of him floating up and we're like holy hell wow all no, right no cuz
1: it's not no cuz it's not 1973 this wasn't on the news no it had uh
0: they broke apparently they broke a live stream record and i was like oh really but it was a live stream for youtube original content record it was like oh, come on it was 770,000 concurrent viewers so it's not yeah. that many
1: no but Within that viewing, they they all I'm saying is... I'm saying most people did not
0: watch the behind the scenes of all this. A lot of people did. But the behind
1: the scenes was the content, is what I'm saying. Right. It's like if you watch a movie, uh-huh. and um, if you're watching Inception, and before the scene where the city folds in on themselves, they show Christopher Nolan... Uh, talking to CG artists and being like here's how we're going to make it appear like the how the city is going to fold in on itself and then this is all part of the movie and then the next scene is Ellen Page making the city fold in on itself
0: Tim just because you saw Inception a week ago doesn't mean you uh, everything relates to it now all right. No, all
1: right. Tom. <laughs> no,
0: I'm saying. But you know what I mean? Okay. So no, because any, any think...
1: special effect in a movie is there to, to to have the appearance. And if you put the behind the scenes in the actual movie, where, Tom, where did anybody watch that? Where did anybody see this that wasn't friggin' nerds like you and me watching the live stream?
0: Uh, what do you mean? They probably saw a clip on social media of.
1: Do you think anybody was like, oh, he's he must have just uh, held on to these balloons and went up? Cool. Like, di- are they fooling anybody? Are they trying to I fool anybody? I don't think anybody?
0: they're necess- necessarily fooling anybody. I think they probably want to make it for the same reason when you when you're watching Inception and the city falls, you don't think they actually did that.
1: No, I freaked out.
0: All right, Tim. We were talking about the the the, uh, the behind the scenes aspect of this, which I'm sure people are thrilled. Like, oh yeah, the episode was 20 minutes of them arguing about what's behind the scenes content and what's actual content. Is that I think what you're talking about. You're viewing this from the angle of an old man who doesn't understand content anymore, Tim. You're like uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Uh, you know, you're like just make it a quibby. That's all. That's what people want. They want a quibby. People nowadays, they want a lot of stuff, and sometimes the behind-the-scenes stuff is kind of part of the, the stuff itself. I get it, but then... I would have rather see the... I mean, especially once he pulled the oxygen, it was like, well, I don't think there's a balloon up there full of oxygen. Like, that's got to be coming from somewhere. I think it was probably mostly like, look... All this is gonna look like a mess of wires and shit. Let's make it a little more aesthetically pleasing and put it in a case that also looks like a balloon. So then, it looks better. It's a better thumbnail, Tim it's all about thumbnails then, okay i
1: I get it it just doesn't and and i I, I understand I honestly understand I was that. I was kind of I think so much so much of entertainment now is just. <laughs> Letting people into the behind-the-scenes... Like, all people care about... Like, people don't care about the actual content anymore. I think people don't care about... Uh, the blockbuster movies, all they care about is speculating on what's going to happen Sam, in the next one.
0: people don't go to blockbuster to rent movies anymore. And that I think that just... That Tom, points once to once COVID uh, is
1: over, those will start thriving again. I've said this for it, years. There's nothing
0: to do with COVID. You could I've use said drop this off since slot. 2006. You could use the drop-off slot, and it would be fine. It would be safe. Just put a sign up. Don't cough on the tapes before you put a and just definitely don't cough into the slot. That's the last thing we need.
1: Rewind the tapes, and for God's sake, stop coughing on them.
0: <laughs> they should have had that sticker on there all along. <laughs> I never really thought about it, but pr- I probably handled quite a few tapes people coughed on. The uh, I... I don't know. I disagree. And I was going to say that I going back to my joke about thumbnails, I think that is a big part of it, that people see the thumbnail and they go, holy shit, wait, what did he do? And then they click on it and they're like, oh, okay. he had some other stuff in there, but that's fine. I'm still very impressed. I'm I'm not going to sit here like a jerk saying I think I could have done this if somebody put a gun to my
1: head. I mean, I think most people... Also, you have that. to
0: realize, Tim, that you, you always want to frame things in if somebody had a gun to my head. Nobody had a gun to his head, which is one of the big things that people watch this kind of stuff and they go, what a maniac, what a crazy person. Nobody had a gun to his head. Why is he doing this? Somebody had
1: a gun to the head <laughs> of a loved one.
0: <laughs> Just off screen the entire time.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly they were holding them at a third location.
0: Well, I hope they were wearing masks
1: the whole time. Um, all right. Tom, I thought it was good. I just thought it was a little too messy. I just didn't understand what the pretense was for. Why did they and you're saying it's for a thumbnail so people would be delighted to see a thumbnail.
0: No, I don't think it's necessarily a thumbnail. I think it's that it looks better. You want things to be aesthetically pleasing and it looks but better. But to whom? To the viewer, you don't. I don't want to see a big jumble of wires. I want to see something nice looking.
1: You love wires. I've been to your home, (laughs) Tim. You got wires everywhere. I, I, well, and especially the
0: the control panel aspect of it, where if you needed to have all that stuff, then I could definitely see them being like, "Look, if it were up to us, we wouldn't have all this stuff, but we have to." Uh, so we're we're gonna. Not necessarily hide it. We're just going to disguise it a little bit. When you go to Disney World, you're not like, "Where hey, where's all the gears and stuff? Where are you trying to pretend like this is magic? You hide but, that stuff to make it look better.
1: No, but here's what I'm telling you is they hide it from the visitors to Disney World because they are trying to create kind of an immersive and magical experience. And what he's
0: trying to do.
1: Not if they're showing the audience all of the things that they're doing. But you can watch
0: behind-the-scenes things about Disney World. Yeah, but not as part of the experience. You're, you're lumping too much of this into the experience. Most people did not watch all the experts and everything talk for hours. Me and you did because we're interested in this stuff. How did people watch it? They... I'm positive most people watch probably a three to five minute super cut afterwards that showed aspects of it it's the same thing with you know a rocket launch or whatever some people watch it live and then some people are like oh i didn't realize that was today let me watch this five minute thing where they just show the cool parts because <sighs> you're you'll admit that at points this was real boring where it's like all right now what's gonna happen it was so boring i actually i take it back cuz i think that that's probably part of why the the parachute wasn't on and the oxygen wasn't on because it's like look this is going to be real boring it's just going to be a guy st- essentially stationary for an for an hour yeah when when he was arguing about putting the oxygen on i was glued to the screen because i'm yelling at the screen put the oxygen on who cares when he was yeah. taking the the parachute down I'm like don't drop the parachute man because then you're gonna have to let go to go down and get it and then what, what happens if you don't get it yeah i want to talk for a minute about speaking of which uh one of the guys behind uh this trick luke akins who was the first uh, person to jump from 25,000 feet without a parachute, and he landed safely in a net. Yeah, that was bonkers. And that happened live on Fox, but I don't remember that happening because I would have- Fox 5? Fox 5, New York, because they're saying that when they were showing this and they were showing this guy's bona fides, uh, I was like, wait, what did he do?
1: <laughs> is that how you pronounced that <laughs> phrase? <laughs> bonafides? That's no, bonafides.
0: I was thinking, how come I never heard about this? They should put that on TV. Apparently, they did put it on TV. Um, but th- this guy, this crazy what guy. What year was that? It was four years ago. And the guy was 42 at the time. Tim, he was older than us. So there's still hope that we still can do something us, crazy yeah. like this. This is
1: great news. Um, but he, uh, I haven't done enough crazy things in my life.
0: He jumped out. Uh, oh, I'm read. I'm looking at this article right now. Apparently he nearly canceled the jump because he was ordered to wear a parachute for safety. And this would have made his landing more dangerous because of the extra weight. However, the organizers lifted the band just minutes before the jump. I mean, it also sounds like he probably could have just been like,
1: oh, I forgot,
0: and jumped out the plane.
1: He could have just jumped out of the plane and then taken the parachute off.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would have been... That probably would have added needless complexity to it. Uh, But this... Crazy guy jumped twenty five thousand feet into a one hundred foot by one hundred foot net. It's pretty a big net, to net. be fair. It is not that big of a net, Tim. When you're
1: jumping from twenty five thousand feet,
0: did you watch the video of it?
1: Yeah, but I mean, have you ever seen a ten thousand square foot net?
0: No, I've never seen a ten thousand square. Where would I see a
1: ten thousand square foot net? Exactly. So it's not like he jumped into something that that you see every day.
0: (laughs) I just know watching from the video of him doing it, from the videos of the guys behind him filming him, that was like, what does
1: the guys behind have to do with it?
0: (laughs) I just, I was thinking as I'm looking at the net, that that's too small. That it's way too small to be able to hit. What if there's just a big old gust of wind? Mm-hmm. And he can't hit that net. And also, it's not like he could, uh, you know, uh, dive head first into the net. He had to line up the net and be like, all right, I think I'm lined up and then flip over so he yeah. could land on his back. That's terrifying because he certainly at some point during that had to have been like, oh, this is taking too long. I missed the net and I'm about to just splatter on the ground. And he died doing this? He didn't die. He landed in the net perfectly, and it was fine. I get him being like, yeah, I don't want to wear a... If I'm going to do this, I don't want to wear a parachute at all, because guess what? If I miss the net, (laughs) I've got 50 feet to pull this parachute. What good is that going to do me? Like, you should not be doing this at all. But if you're going to be doing it, yeah, I guess do it without a parachute, because who cares? I also assume the two guys with the camera that were uh, dropping along with them, that they were there, like, if something went catastrophically wrong in the beginning, they could have got them or something. I don't know how that works. I know that there's a way, if somebody's parachute isn't working, to, like, catch them, but it's going to break their arms, probably. But it's like a a way to hold them so that like you're not gonna they're not gonna let go when you pull your shoot, right? But it is gonna you break. You braid
1: their arm. your arms with theirs.
0: Kind of. It was something like it was like a wrestling hold or something. You put mm. them in a full Nelson and then they'll be fine. They won't be fine. You'll smash both their arms. Uh but but this guy. What a crazy thing to do! And then this guy was the guy with David Blaine, who was like, "Hey, don't you know? Put put the damn oxygen on, or, or, you know." uh, They had basically also. Can we touch on how bad the communication was during this entire stunt?
1: Yeah, definitely. And Tom, I'm telling you right now, we're pivoting. This is no longer an episode of the Stunts of David Blaine. (laughs) This is an episode on. A frank discussion about <laughs> David Blaine Ascension. Yes. Uh, this,
0: yeah. So much crosstalk. I guess there's not that much to say, except that there was so much crosstalk.
1: I feel like...
0: Including when he... So when he let go at 24,900 feet, as he's like pulling the cord, the guy goes, wait, 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 wait. Over the radio because because he's like no nah, you're close enough like you want to hit twenty five thousand feet that sounds better but also like as the guys undoing things it's too late don't start yelling wait 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 that's not what yeah. somebody wants to hear right before
1: they the do guy this. on the ground. Um, was not one of David Blaine's, like, normal guys. No, it was this guy. It was, it was the guy who jumped into the net. Oh, that was him saying yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, it's, um, so also, cause David, that is... Adds... Because he kept advising him to do stuff, and David Blaine was like, no, ask this other guy. Ask the guy right next to you. Yeah. He'll tell you. I did things. Do you even know who I am? <laughs>
0: Although I think it does add a level of like, wow, the guy who jumped out of a plane without a parachute to land in a net is telling him like, hey, come on, put the oxygen on, enough.
1: Yeah. And I think this is my—I think that goes back to my problem with—not uh, my problem with this, because I, 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 I thought the Buried Alive thing was cool. I thought the the— The ice thing, the uh, frozen in time was awesome. I thought you said
0: this was just about Ascension.
1: But this one, it was like, it seems like this was on some levels more difficult than what that other guy did.
0: Yeah. Certainly in a lot more coordination.
1: Yeah, but it didn't seem as impressive as what that other guy did. You know what I mean? yeah. And that's the thing. And it was like, I understand the logistical challenges uh, of doing something like this, but at the end of the day, in terms of like, boom, hey, what did he do? Oh, shit, he jumped from 25,000 feet without a parachute into a net, and this is like, oh, shit, what did he do? He attached himself to a bunch of balloons and some equipment disguised as balloons, and he didn't have a parachute on, but then... At some point he did put a parachute on, and then he unhooked himself from the balloons, and then he uh skydived from there. that's cool, but like i don't know it's not a, it's not a snappy Tom. I like it when it 's snappy yeah i I'm but just, the communication was real bad. Um, it seemed like David Blaine couldn't hear that guy very well, and he kept asking very. Specific questions, like <laughs> right. the people on the ground probably should have heard David Blaine. Fine, if we could hear David Blaine, fine. Yeah. So David Blaine was like, "Should I unhook my left shoulder? I should. I'm going to unhook my left shoulder. Correct, correct, correct." And then and the guy would, the guy wouldn't say, like all he's looking for is correct. Yeah, just say to David Blaine, correct, correct. But or the guy no. was just like. Yeah, and and the guy's just like, right as rain, my good buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, just saying phrases. Like, didn't you guys practice like the protocols? You got it, my man. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, it also seemed like the guy in the ground, like thirty other people, were talking to him at the same time all the time. Which which again should have been better coordinated. I was just looking it up uh, because I remember watching this a few years ago. The guy who broke the uh, world record, uh, Felix Baumgartner, uh, the highest uh, skydive ever. That was 128,000 feet. Oh, wow. That, which, that was
1: considerably higher.
0: Which was also, and he was the first skydiver to ever break the sound barrier at 69, 690 miles per hour. Uh, 1110 kilometers per hour, that is. Uh, Which I would assume that that makes him also like the first human being to break the sound barrier without a machine, without being inside of some type of machine, which is also crazy. I would have thought that would have done something to you, but I guess not. Um, But that was this trick at the end of the day. If you watch this trick where some it's not a trick, a stunt. If you watch somebody go up in a hot air balloon 25,000 feet and jump out, you'd be like, oh, neat. But you wouldn't be. The, it was kind of just adding more complexity to that.
1: But arbitrary was, complexity.
0: Arbitrary complexity that, that, in fairness, did make it look a lot cooler and made it feel a lot more dangerous. Yeah.
1: The other thing that was goofy, Tom, mm-hmm. when he was first going up, yeah, You know, you see him, he's in this big bulky harness and yeah. his arm is up um, mimicking, holding on to these <laughs> balloons, but he was not holding on to them right, in any yeah. meaningful way. And then he was just kind of going up seemingly, because you don't see that he's going like, you know, 100 feet a minute or whatever, 500 feet a minute, seemingly just like very kind of <laughs> slowly. And it's just him like with like a look on his face like... Preparing, but just kind of like, uh huh, uh huh. Here we go. Don't you think he should have sang a song? <laughs> Don't you think they should they should have played music and he would have been like, up, up and away in my beautiful, my beautiful balloons.
0: Do you want to solve a problem?
1: Sure. Hello and welcome to Tim and Tom Solve Your Problems. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are going to solve a problem. If you have a problem you would like us to solve, you can email us at the complete guide to everything at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. GarfieldMail.com. Uh, Tom? Yeah. This one comes to us from a lady. Uh, she wrote a, a bunch of stuff about the movie Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Um,. Do you want me to read that part? Yeah,
0: I do, actually.
1: Hey, Tim and Tom, just wanted to send an email to tell you how much I've been appreciating your podcast lately. Thank um, you. very nice uh, praise for me. I've been listening since 2009, and it's been such a highlight for me between the main episodes in Patreon. Man, who would have thought patreon.com slash complete guide would bring somebody such joy? <laughs> I knew. Really brightens my week through the pandemic. There's a what? Uh thank you for keeping it going. Uh your aliens podcast. This by the way, it's from Kim. I'm gonna I'm gonna use her real name. Okay. She seems fine with it. Uh your aliens podcast reminded me of something from my childhood that I hadn't thought of in years. Oh, no.
0: Did I'm we, near did we bring back a suppressed memory?
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm near an age to you guys. And I think that only people born in a specific time frame could remember this time and period in the same way. I saw fire in the sky when I was nine. Mm -hmm. And I was so afraid of aliens for years later. How did I see fire in the sky as a nine-year-old? My parents took me to see the last action hero in a drive-in movie theater. And fire in the sky was playing at a different screen. I think I had already seen Last Action Hero, so I just watched Fire in the Sky on the other screen, which really freaked me out. I didn't her, even see it with the her, sound.
0: Her family went to see Last Action Hero twice in the theaters.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't even see it with sound as it was a drive-in theater. Right. Um, I'm Now I'm not as scared as I was when I was a kid of being abducted, but your show just uh, last week... Got me thinking, nobody talks about their experience. Nobody who talks about their experience really says that it had a positive impact on their life, right? Um, Alien a, abduction.
0: Yeah. Process. Did not uh, go into a drive-in movie theater. Well, I I mean, that harkens back to what I was saying uh, when I went to see Dick Tracy. And there was, I think it was like RoboCop 2, maybe. Uh, incredibly violent in the screen behind it. Um, I feel like I did also see a drive in movie with my parents where there was another movie that had like a you know, a topless woman at one point. and I remember thinking like, even as a kid, like, well, this must be very awkward for my parents to be like, hey, don't look <laughs> at, don't look out the window for a minute. I don't know what you could really do,
1: Tom, but you were probably. 17, 18 years old when Eyes Wide Shut came out? I don't know why you were still going to drive in movies with your parents.
0: They offered to pay, and, you know, I was a teenager. I didn't have a lot of money.
1: Um, Here's Kim's problem, Tom.
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought the problem was, uh, you know, do people have positive experiences with alien abductions?
1: Now, how is that a problem,
0: Tom? (laughs) I thought it was just a question. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I was going to say... Some people seem to, but only after they get over, like, the terror. It's people usually that are abducted over long periods of time, and they eventually get to a point of acceptance about it. But that's about it.
1: So they never come back with, like, enhanced powers. Oh I, 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 uh, I can now zoom in with my eyes.
0: Yeah, nobody has a story about like I woke up one night, I, I couldn't move, I was paralyzed, and when I opened my eyes there were four grey beings around me. They took me in their spaceship and showed me an awesome time, an unbelievably cool time. These guys were cool as shit. And then they dropped me back off. <laughs> that that there are. Why do you have to like assume
1: the worst of everybody? Uh,
0: aliens it's fine to to talk about aliens that way
1: i guess it's a real sad way to look at the universe Tom.
0: i'm just saying nobody's had that experience that i'm aware of
1: okay yeah, a simple no would have sufficed they
0: you... took me up in the air in their spaceship and guess what it was an open bar
1: yeah uh, well I... what if they were like hey they they pumped me full of this crazy drug that we don't have here and it was phenomenal
0: well, nobody says that some people do say that they were like put into like rooms and then like a beautiful man or woman came in and took all you know, was nude. And they were like, hey, have sex with me. And they're like, oh, all right. And then they do. But then afterwards, they're usually like, ah, that was probably to create, you know, some human alien hybrid. I shouldn't have done that.
1: Are you just talking about the movie Species now? No. Although that is
0: very, I didn't they think about They brought in it.
1: this lady that looked dead ringer for Na- Natasha Henstridge.
0: Look, Tim, a Species may have been ripped from the headlines,
1: <laughs> to be honest with you. Here's Kim's problem. <clears throat> I have a five-year-old who has been home since March. He has a friend that, mi- that he misses from school and wants to send him letters, quote, so his friend knows that he really loves him, which is very sweet. But he only wants to send very boring letters. For example, a plain piece of paper with a single squiggly line drawn on it. They do serve the purpose of letting the other boy know that my son is thinking of him, but since we are going through the trouble of sending a letter, I think we should include more. My son doesn't want to do that. After he's done with his letters, I've been throwing in other pictures my son drew or extra stickers without my son's knowledge. The friend sends letters back that have messages his mom helped him write and also drawn pictures of the two of them together. Should I stop adding extra items into my son's letters? Thanks again for the show, Kim. Hey, thank you, Kim.
0: Uh, I don't think you should stop throwing in extra items. I think it might be, I didn't realize that this was like a back and forth thing at first where I was like, Oh, I, uh, I didn't realize that she had already sent a letter. And I yeah, thought, where
1: you're just like, Oh, just throw out the squiggly <laughs> lines and be like, Oh yeah. Harry got your, uh, got your letter and he loved it. Well,
0: I was going to say that I would tell the kid like, yeah, we sent that letter and guess what? Like, there was no reply from Harry because you sent such a boring letter to him. How is he going to respond to that? You're giving him nothing. Yeah, give him something to, to riff on here.
1: Shame um, you don't have any kids, Tom. <laughs>
0: I would say uh, you could probably sit down with the kid and do the same thing, like write a letter, be like, hey, what do you want to tell Harry? And if the kid's like, I don't want to tell him anything. I just want to send a squiggly line. I, don't know, I think you got to take the kid to a doctor or something. But uh, <laughs> but I think uh, that would be my suggestion. I would also I would talk to the child and be like, this is boring. This is boring as hell. Let's let's show something <laughs> crazy for him. How about that? Yeah, let's go nuts. Yeah, let's really let's blow
1: his mind. Let's make up a bunch of fake shit that uh, that you purport happened to you, but is uh, really just a bunch of lies.
0: <laughs> it's really just stuff that you saw in a movie one time, and like he won't know; he's five years old. They probably haven't seen let's, very many movies.
1: Let's tell Harry that you're out of quarantine and everybody else is, <laughs> and wondering where he's been.
0: Yeah, tell him you're back at school, and everybody's like, "Yeah, what the world happened?" Is
1: normal now. There's
0: <laughs> Harry. Yeah, I guess your mom must be, I don't know, keeping you or something? Keeping you uh maybe your mom's in a cult or trying to start a cult. Yeah. Harry, you need to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Play this for Harry, I guess. Send Harry a uh, cassette of this.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, if you wanna again, if if you want us to solve your problem, the complete guide to everything at gmail dot com. Tom, that's all the time we have for this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can uh, check out more about the, the show here at TCGT.com. You can support us by checking out our sponsors. Also check out TCGT.com slash Patreon or, or Patreon.com slash Complete Guide. Rather, either one will work for our secondary podcast, Books the Podcast. Uh, we are still reading. Uh, Tim's still reading My Sister the Serial Killer uh, by what, what's the author's name?
1: I don't recall.
0: <laughs> okay, but you like the book. I loved it. Okay. Oh wait, you finish it?
1: Yeah. This is. Uh, oh, this it's the last only a three
0: week. week. Wow! Look at that. Yeah, I so blew
1: through it. Tom.
0: Patreon.com/slash/complete guide for that show. You get all the back episodes. Uh, it's a great deal. Uh, and uh, yeah.
1: Oyink and Braithwaite. What about him? Her. She wrote the book. Oh.
0: What's the first name? Uh, Oyinkin. Oh, I thought you said Lincoln. You're holding your mic in a very weird way.
1: I'm holding it up to my mouth.
0: Yeah, because you're like slouched in your chair right now. Like you can't even be bothered. Yeah, because you're supposed to be doing the plugs. (sighs) Facebook.com slash Complete Guide. Follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. Follow me on Twitter at Tom Reynolds and on Instagram at Tom Reynolds.
1: Follow me at your pal, Tim. And
0: you can follow us both on Instagram at Complete Guide. Uh, that's all the plugs I care to do right now, Tim. Uh, where do you think David Blaine goes from here?
1: <sighs> uh, I don't know. I think he... Uh, look, I don't think there is really anywhere he can go.
0: I will say that, especially in, in these kinds of times, everything's so crazy... It was nice to just watch a guy doing a crazy stunt.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um and I do think he was this is why I feel like a jerk. 'Cause somebody's gotta somebody's gotta criticize the man. Mm-hmm. But uh like I, I, I do take him at face value where it's like, Oh, this is something I wanted to do to like delight my daughter instead of uh you know, the scary stunts. Whereas, like, oh, will he die? Can he? Can he? Yeah, uh, get through this. And well, I understand and that. and also, but like, I th- his
0: daughter probably is like, oh, after he finishes every stunt, he has to go in the hospital for
1: a month, <laughs> and it looks yeah. like he's dead. Um, to be fair, there haven't been he hasn't done very many stunts in her lifetime. Yeah, she's still only ten years old. Um, but the uh. The other thing is like uh, a man with a child. Mm. Um, I don't want to see him risk his life. And I yeah. think it was different when he was a scummy guy that hung out with Leonardo DiCaprio and E <laughs> from Entourage, <laughs> right. where it's like, oh, this guy's gonna risk his life. Cool, the world won't be worse off if he's <laughs> dead, right? Like, but like, it's like, oh no, you see him uh, on Ascension, and it was like if this goes wrong and he's saying goodbye to his daughter, we just saw the last time Ooh, his yeah. daughter saw him, and we watched it live on a live stream on freaking YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, that doesn't make me happy. Well, and but like I
0: said, I think that there were very few things that actually could have gone wrong in, in this thing. Yeah. I think they really did. Which is really
1: why, did. Tom, I think that <laughs> gun was... to our head, <laughs> either one of us could have done it. Oh,
0: I, I'm not, uh, you would have passed out. You would have passed out before they even strapped you and you would have passed out.
1: Um, yeah, I would have. All right. I just passed out just now, Tom, thinking about it.
0: We'll see you next week.